0: this is the mystery history podcast i am jordan um, i'm gonna be all alone today Allie is down in new orleans enjoying vacation and looking at some creepy stuff so be sure to reach out to her. I'm sure she'd love to talk to you about it. So before we get into things, let's talk about the business a little bit. Um, so we're at twenty nine thousand three hundred downloads. So that's pretty awesome. Well, I'm getting close to thirty. Pretty wild to see that number. Coming up on just I believe it was April, mm, the middle of April last year we started this. So it's pretty cool to see all that in one year. Excited to see where it's going to keep going. Um, so as you all know, we have a website. It is mistressyourpodcast.com dot com. from there. We have all of our episodes, the whole library of episodes. We have a store where you can get shirts, hoodies, blankets, clocks, anything you can think of. Really? We, we put a logo on everything. Um, we also have a contact page where we, there's a discord, uh, community. We are, um, we set up so everybody can talk to each other. It's not just us talking to you. You can talk amongst each other, which we think is really cool to instead of just we can kind of create a community instead of just a Instagram page or something. We can have everybody talk to each other. Um, yeah. From there, we also have a link to leave us an audio, audio message. Uh, we've played a couple on the show before. Thank you for all the, of you who have sent in uh, audio messages. It's cool to hear. It's one thing to read. We love those reviews too on like iTunes and stuff, but it's really cool to hear people talk about how they listen or where they listen or what their favorite episodes are. So yeah, just uh, send one in there. It's under the contact page on the website. We'd love to hear from you. We also have a Patreon, which you can get to from the episodes page of our website, or you can just go straight there. It's uh, patreon.com slash And we have two tiers. The first tier is $2, and that will get you next week's episode a week early. So you'll be able to listen to it right now. And then you also get a 10% discount code to the store. And then the second tier is $5 a month. It gets you a 20% discount code to the store, next week's episode a week early, and then a bonus episode every Friday. So it'll get you four extra episodes a month, and uh, yeah, that'll unlock the whole backlog If you sign up, so you'll be, I think we just released our 30th Patreon. So that's 30 episodes just immediately you get to listen to, which is pretty cool. A lot of people think it's just whenever you sign up, you only get the ones moving forward, but you get everything we've ever done. So it's pretty, pretty cool that way. Okay. So let's get into this. This is one of the more gory and graphic episodes. So I would not suggest eating or having children around because this one gets pretty gnarly. It's it's one of the uh more disturbing things I've read about and researched. It's uh it's something though that not a lot of people seem to know about, which is interesting because it seems to be it's regarded as one of the worst uh war crimes ever. So it's pretty interesting, but it's very gross. So they go hand in hand. Um so Unit 731, uh, was short for Manchu Detachment 731, also known as the Camo Detachment Ishii Unit, which was a biological uh, and chemical warfare research development unit of the Imperial Japanese Army that undertook lethal human experimentation during the Second sino Japanese War from 1937 to 1945 of World War II. It was responsible for some of the most notorious war crimes carried out by Imperial Japan, Unit 731 was based in Pingfang district of Harbin, the largest city in the Japanese puppet state of Manchukuo, which is now Northeast China, and had active branches throughout China and Southeast Asia. It was officially known as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwantung Army. Originally set up under the Kinpitai Military Police of the Empire of Japan, Unit 731 was taken over and commanded until the end of the war by General Shiro Ishii, a combat medic officer for the Kwantung Army. The facility itself was built in 1935 and replaced for the Zhangma Fortress and to expand the capabilities of Ishii and his team. The program received generous support from the Japanese government until the end of the war in 1945. Unit 731 and the other units of the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department Or a biological weapon production, testing, development, and storage facilities. They routinely conducted tests on human beings who were referred to internally as logs. That's awful. I guess you want to make you feel better if you don't think about them as humans, but that's pretty gross. Additionally, the biological weapons were tested in the field on cities and towns in China. Estimates of those killed by Unit 731 and its related programs range up to a half a million people. Wow, that's it's hard to wrap your mind around that. The researchers involved in seven, uh, Unit 731 were secretly given immunity by the United States in exchange for the data they gathered through human experimentation. Other researchers uh, that the Soviet forces managed to arrest first were tried at the Khabarovsk. Kab- war crime trials in 1949. The Americans did not try the researchers so that the information and the experience gained in bioweapons could be co-opted into their biological warfare program, much as they had done with the German researchers in Operation Paperclip. On the 6th of May, 1947, Douglas MacArthur and Supreme Court Commander of the Allied Forces wrote to Washington that, in quotes, additional data, possibly some statements from Ishii can Probably be obtained by informing Japanese involved that information will be retained in intelligence channels and will not be employed as war crimes evidence. Victim accounts were then largely ignored or dismissed in the West as communist propaganda. So let's talk about the formation of the unit. In 1932, Surgeon General Shiro Ishii, chief medical officer of the Imperial Japanese Army and protege of Army Minister Sadeo. Araki was placed in command of the Army Epidemic Prevention Research Laboratory or EE A, I'm sorry, AEPRL. <laughs> Sound like a dolphin. E. <laughs> oh boy. Ishii organized a secret research group, the Togo Unit, for chemical and biological experimentation in Manchuria. Ishii had proposed the creation of a Japanese Biological Chemical Research Unit in 1930 after a two-year study trip abroad. On the grounds that Western powers were developing their own programs, one of Ishii's main supporters inside the army was Colonel. This is a nightmare of a name. Chi Chikeko Kazumi nailed it, who later became Japan's health minister from 1941 to 1945. Kazumi had joined the secret poison gas research committee in 1915 during World War One when he and other Imperial Japanese army officers were impressed by the successful German use of chlorine gas at the Second Battle of Ypres, definitely said that wrong, in which the Allies suffered 5,000 deaths and 15,000 wounded as a result of the chemical attack. Unit Togo was implemented in the Zongma Fortress, a prison-slash-experimentation camp in the Bingyi, Um, or in Bingyi, I'm sorry, a village which was 62 miles south of Harbin on the South Manchuria Railway. Prisoners were generally well-fed on the usual diet of rice or wheat with meat, fish, and occasionally even alcohol, with the intent of having prisoners in their normal state of health at the beginning of experiments. Over several days, um, what did I say? Over over, over, over several (laughs) days? Oh, man, I'm falling apart. Um, over several days, better, uh, prisoners were eventually drained of blood and deprived of nutrients and water. Their deteriorating health was recorded. Some were also uh, dissected while unconscious, and if they developed a fever of 104 degrees, ugh, so basically, ugh, so they developed a fever, then they were dissected because of their fever. <sighs> Others were deliberately infected with plague bacteria and other microbes. In the autumn of 1934, a prison break which jeopardized the facility's secrecy along with a later explosion in 1935 led Ishii to shut down the Zongma Fortress. He then received authorization to move to Pinfang, which was approximately 15 miles south of Harbin, and set up a new, much larger facility. So this is where 731 begins. In 1936, Emperor Hi- Hirohito... Uh, man, could I say it any more American... Hirohito, authorized by decree the expansion of this unit and an integration into the Kwentung Army as the Epidemic Prevention Department. It was divided at that time into the Ishi unit and Wakamatsu unit with a base in Sinking. Sinking, I think that's right. Sinking with an H in front of it. I think that's how you say it. Um, from August 1940, the units were collectively known as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwentung Army, or it's unit 731 for short. In addition to the establishment of Unit 731, the decree also called for the establishment of an additional biological warfare development unit called uh, the Quintung Army Military Horse Epidemic Prevention Workshop. So, pretty short name, that's good. Uh, later referred to as Manchuria Unit 100. That's better. Way better. And a chemical warfare de- development unit called the Quintung Army Technical Testing Department. Later referred to as Manchuria Unit 516. After the Japanese Japaneseian. what the fuck did I just say? That's not a word. The Japanese invasion. I just made a whole new word out of two words. You're welcome. Coined that phrase. After the Japanese invasion of China in 1937, sister chemical and biological warfare units were founded in a major Chinese city and were referred to as epidemic prevention and water supply units. Detachments included unit 1855 in Beijing, unit EI-1644 in Nanjing, unit 8604 in Guangzhou, and later unit 9420 in Singapore. All these units compromised Ishii's work, and at its height in 1939, it was composed of more than 10,000 personnel. That's wild. Medical doctors and professors from Japan were attracted to join the Unit 731 by the rare opportunity to conduct human experimentation and strong financial support from the Army. Mm. No bueno, I'll say that. Not good. A special project, codenamed Maruta, used human beings for experiments. Test subjects were gathered from surrounding populations and were sometimes referred to as logs using context such as how many logs fell. The term originated on joke or as a joke on the part of the staff because the official cover story for the facility given to the local authorities was that it was a lumber mill. However, in an account by a man who worked as a junior uniformed civilian employee of the Imperial Japanese Army in Unit seven thirty one, the project was internally called Holzklotz, which is a German word for log. In a further parallel, the corpses of the sacrificed subjects were disposed of by incineration. Researchers in Unit 731 also published some of their results in peer-reviewed journals, writing as though the researchers had been or the research had been conducted on non-human primates called Manchurian monkeys. The test subjects were selected uh, to give a wide cross-section of the population and included common criminals, captured bandits, anti-Japanese uh, partisans, political prisoners, the homeless and the mentally handicapped. And also people rounded up by the Kim Kimpitae, Military Police for Alleged Suspicious Activities. They included infants, men, the elderly, and pregnant women. The members of the unit included approximately 300 researchers, which included doctors and bacteriologists. Man, that's what a, what a field to be in. Many had been desensitized to performing cruel experiments in animal research. Ooh, this is where it's going to get bad. So buckle up. Prisoners were injected with diseases disguised as vaccinations to study their effects. To study the effects of untreated venereal diseases, male and female prisoners were deliberately infected with syphilis and gonorrhea, then studied. Prisoners were also repeatedly subject to rape by guards. Oof. So, vivisection. Thousands of men and women... Men, women, and children, and infants interned at the prisoner of war camps were subject to vivisection, often without anesthesia and usually ending in the death of the victim. Vivisections were performed on prisoners after infecting them with various diseases. Researchers performed invasive surgery on prisoners, removing organs to study the effects of the human body. Oof, so let's talk about the dissection room. Prisoners had limbs amputated in order to study their blood loss. Those limbs were removed and sometimes reattached at the opposite sides of the body. Oh my god. Some prisoners had their stomachs surgically removed and the esophagus reattached to the intestines. Parts of the organs, such as the brain, lungs, and liver, were removed from some prisoners. Imperial Japanese Army Surgeon Ken Yuasa suggests that the practice of vivisection On human subjects, it was widespread, even outside Unit 731, estimating that at least 1,000 Japanese personnel were involved in the practice in mainland China. Ugh. Oh, my God. Some of the stuff, you, like, read it or you hear it, and it's hard to even imagine that happening. Like, it sounds like it's out of a movie or something. It's hard to imagine that being real. That's awful. So, Unit 731, and its affiliated units, Units 1644 and Unit 100, among others, were involved in research, development, and experimental deployment of epidemic-creating bio warfare weapons in assaults against the Chinese populace, both military and civilian, through throughout World War One. Plague-infected fleas bred in laboratories of Unit 731 were spread by low-flying airplanes in Jap- or Chinese cities, including coastal. Ningbo, and Changdi in the Hunan province in 1940 and 1941. This military aerial spraying killed tens of thousands of people with bubonic plague epidemics. An expedition to Nanking involved the spreading of typhoid and paratyphoid germs into the wells, marshes, and houses of the city, as well as infusing them into snacks to be distributed among the locals. Epidemics broke out shortly after and the elation of many researchers where it was conducted that typhoid fever was the most affected of the pathogens. So they were celebrating that this was the most effective thing. These people were just, oof. At least 12 large-scale field trials of biological weapons were performed on at least 11 Chinese cities which were attacked with the biological agents. An attack on Changde in 1941 reportedly led to approximately 10,000 biological casualties and 1,700 deaths among ill-prepared Japanese troops, with most cases due to cholera. Japanese researchers performed the tests on prisoners with bubonic plague, cholera, smallpox, uh, buddhism, and other diseases. This research led to the development of the Defolation bacilli Bomb and the Flea Bomb, used to spread the bubonic plague. Some of these bombs were designed with porcelain shells, which was an idea proposed by Ishii in 1938. These bombs enabled Japanese soldiers to launch biological attacks infecting agriculture, reservoirs, wells, as well as other areas with anthrax, plague carrier fleas, uh, fleas, typhoid, dysentery, cholera, and other deadly pathogens. During biological bomb experiments, researchers dressed in protective suits and would examine the dying victims. Infected food supplies and clothing were dropped by airplane into areas of China not occupied by Japanese forces. In addition, poisoned food and candies were given to unsuspecting victims. Ugh. Golly. During the final months of World War II, Japan planned to use the plague as a biological um, weapon ag- against san diego california the plan was scheduled to launch on september 22nd 1945 but japan surrendered five weeks earlier oof that would have been crazy plague fleas infected uh, clothing and infected supplies encased in bombs were dropped on various targets resulting uh, the resulting cholera anthrax and plague were estimated to have killed at least four hundred thousand chinese civilians Tula definitely said that wrong, um, was also tested on Chinese civilians. Due to the pressure of numerous accounts of the bio attacks, Chiang Kai-shek sent a delegation of army and foreign medical personnel in 1941 to document evidence and treat the afflicted. A report on the Japanese use of plague-infested inf- fleas and Changda was widely made available the following year, but was not addressed by the Allied powers until Franklin D. Roosevelt issued a public warning in 1943 condemning the attacks. Human targets were also tested using grenades, positioned at various distances and in various positions. Flamethrowers were tested on humans. Humans were also tied to stakes and used as target to test um, pathogen-releasing bombs, chemical weapons, and explosive bombs, as well as bayonets and knives. Oh my god. In other tests, subjects were deprived of food and water to determine the length of time until death. Placed into low-pressure chambers until their eyes popped from their sockets. Experimented upon until the relationship between the temperature burns and human survival. Uh, Electrocuted, placed in centrifuges, and spun until death. Injected with animal blood, exposed to lethal doses of x-rays, subjected to various chemical weapons inside gas gas chambers, injected with seawater, or burned uh, until they were burned alive. Some of the tests have been described as psychopathically sadistic with no conceivable military application. Yeah, I would say so. This is... Here's another... Account of uh, this is frostbite testing. Army engineer Hisoto Yoshimura conducted experiments by taking captives outside, dipping various appendages into water of varying temperatures, and allowing the limbs to freeze. Once frozen, Yoshimura would strike their affected limbs with a short stick, emitting a sound resembling that of which a board gives when it's struck. Oof. The ice was then chipped away with the affected area being subjected to various treatments, such as being doused in water, exposed to heat of fire, etc. Oh my God. This is. It's only going to get worse, too, I have a feeling. Yeah. It's going to get worse. So I'm just going to say here there's. A, this is, could be a trigger warning for some people. The next two uh, sections are about unwanted sexual acts. So if you. Would like to skip forward, yeah, I don't blame you, because this is, it's kind of rough. Okay, so, first of all is syphilis. Unit members orchestrated forced sex acts between the infected and non-infected prisoners to transmit the disease. As the testimony of a prison guard on a subject of of devising a method for transmission of the syphilis patient shows, in quotes, infection of venereal disease by injection was abandoned. The researchers started forcing the prisoners into sexual acts with each other, four or five unit members, dressed in white laboratory clothing, completely covering the whole body with only their eyes and mouths visible. The rest was covered and handled the tests. A male and female, one infected with syphilis, would be brought together in a cell and forced into sex with each other. It was made clear that anyone resisting would be shot. End quote. After victims were <clears throat> infected, they were vivisected at mul- different stages of infection so that internal and external organs could be observed as the disease progressed. Um, Testimony from multiple guards blames the victims of being the host of the disease. Some children grew up inside the walls of Unit 731 infected with syphilis. A youth corps member deployed to train at Unit 731 recalled viewing a batch of subjects that would undergo syphilis testing. In quotes, One was a Chinese woman holding an infant. One was a white Russian woman with a daughter of four... who was four or five years of age, and the last was a white Russian woman who had a boy who was about six or seven. End quote. The children of these women were often tested in similar ways as their parents. Oh, man, this is awful. The next one is even worse, unfortunately. It is rape and forced pregnancy. <clears throat> Female prisoners were forced to become pregnant for use in experiments. The hypothetical possibility of vertical transmission from mother to child of diseases, particularly syphilis, was stated as the reason for the torture. Fetal survival and damage to the mother's reproductive organs were often objects of interest. Though a larger number of babies were born in captivity, there have been no accounts of any survivors of Unit 731, children included. It is suspected that the children of female prisoners were killed after birth or aborted. While male prisoners were often used in single studies, so that they could, so that the results of the exp- experimentation on them would not be clouded by other variables, women were often subject uh, subjects of bacteriological or psychological experiments, sex experiments, and as the victims of sex crimes. The testimony of a unit member that served as a guard graphically demonstrated this reality. <clears throat> in quotes, one of the former researchers. Uh, I located, told me that one day he had a human experimentation scheduled, but there's still time to kill. So he and another unit member took the keys to all the cells, opened one that housed a Chinese woman. One of the unit members raped her. The other member took the keys and opened another cell. There was a Chinese woman in there who had been used in a frostbite experiment. She had several fingers missing and her bones were black with gangrene set in. He was about to rape her anyway. Then he saw her sex organ was festering with pus, oozing to the surface, and he gave up the idea, left and locked the door, and later went on to his experimental work. Oh, my God. This is heavy. That's the end of that, thankfully. So, prisoners and victims. In 2002... Changde, China, the site of the plague flea bombing, held an international symposium of the crimes of bacterial uh, warfare, which estimated that the number of people killed by the Imperial Japanese Army, germ warfare, and other human experiments was around 580,000. The American historian Sheldon H. Harris states that over 200,000 died. In addition to Chinese casualties, 1,700 Japanese troops in Xinjiang, Zing, during the Xinjiang uh, Xi campaign, I believe that's how it said, were killed by their own biological weapons while attempting to unleash the biological agent, indicating seriousness, or serious issues with distribution. At least 3,000 men, women, and children, from which at least 600 every year were provided by the Kim Pithai were subjected to experimentation conducted by Unit 731 at the camp based in Pingfang alone, which does not include victims from other medical experimentation sites such as 100. According to A.S. Wells, the majority of victims were Chinese, with lesser percentage being Russian, Mongolian, and Korean. They also have included a small number of European, American, Indian, Australian, and New New Zealander prisoners of war, Sheldon H. Harris documented that the victims were generally political descendants, communist sympathizers, and ordinary criminals, impoverished civilians, and the mentally handicapped. Author C. Chi Miyamura estimates that 70% of the victims who died in the Ping camp were Chinese, including both military and civilian, while close to 30% of the v- victims were Russian. Imprisoned as a POW at the Mukden camp, housing American, British, Australian, and New New Zealand soldiers. Robert Peaty, a major in the Royal Army Ordnance Corps, was a senior ranking Allied officer. During his captivity, he kept a secret diary. He was interviewed by the Imperial War Museum in 1981 and the audio recording tapes, um, which are reels, in the IWM archive. Peaty recounts, I was reminded of Dante's Inferno, Abandon all hope, all ye who enter here. His diary recorded uh, the regular injections of infectious diseases that were disguised as preventative vaccinations. His entry for January 30th, 1943 notes, Everyone received a 5cc typhoid paratyphoid inoculation. The February 23rd, 1943 entry read, Funeral service for 142 dead, 186 have died in 5 days. All Americans. That's awful. My God. Like I said earlier, it's hard to imagine or put your head like into what he had to go through and has seen. Like, it's just, it's unfathomable. It's awful. So here are some of the known unit members in April, 2018, the national archives of Japan for the first time, disclosed a nearly complete list of 36, uh, 3,600 people who worked for unit 731 To Katsuo Nashiyama of the Shiga University of Medical Science, who says he intended to publish the list online. Here's a list of the previously disclosed members, and I'm probably going to mess all these names up, but fuck all these people anyway. Um, Shiro Ishii, Yoshi Nato, Masai Kitano, Yoshio Shinazuka, Yajuzi uh Kaneko, Kazu Kazushi Kanozawa, Yichiro Hada Shigo Ozeki Kiyasho Minoy Mat Matsiro Zaito Hitoshi Kichu um Yazaka there's no first name for that one and Yoshio Furuchi. Um, there were also 12 members who were formally tried and sentenced at the Kab- Kabovaresk war crime trials. Other suspected Japanese war criminals who were never indicted included three post war prime ministers uh, Hadayama Ichiro, Ikadeka Hayato, and Kishi Nobazuki. Ma'am, yeah, that's, all these people, awful, awful people. Unit, so here are the divisions of Unit 731. Uh, it was divided into eight divisions. Division one was research on the bubonic plague, cholera, anthrax, typhoid, and tuberculosis using live human subjects for the purpose. A prison was constructed to contain around three or 400 people. Division 2 was research for biological weapons used in the field, and particularly the production and devices used to spread germs and parasites. Division 3 was pr- production of cell, uh, shells containing biological agents, which was stationed in Harbin. Division 4 was bacteria mass production and storage. Division 5 was personnel training. And Division 6 through 8 were equipment, medical, and administrative units. The Unit 731 complex covered 6 square kilometers, or 2.3 square miles, and consisted of more than 150 buildings. The design of the facilities made them hard to destroy by bombing. The complex contained various factories. It had around 4,500 containers used to raise fleas, six cauldrons to produce various chemicals, and around 1,800 containers to produce biological agents. Approximately 30 kilograms, or 66 pounds, a bubonic plague bacteria could could be produced in a few days. Man. Some of Unit 731's satellite branch facilities are still in use by various Chinese industrial companies. A portion of it has been preserved and is open to visitors as a war crimes museum. Wow, that's pretty... I couldn't imagine going in there. That'd be a heavy, heavy place to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... A medical school and research facility belonging to Unit 731 operated in the Shinjuku district of Tokyo during World War II. In 2006, Toyo Ishii, a nurse who worked at the school uh, during the war, revealed that she had helped bury the bodies and pieces of bodies on the school grounds shortly after Japan's surrender in 1945. In response, in February 2011, the Ministry of Health began to excavate the site. Well, that's good, give the people a proper burial, but man, that's rough. China requested DNA samples from any human remains that were discovered at the site. The Japanese government, which until then had never officially acknowledged the atrocities committed by 731, rejected the request. That's fucked up. Man. Operations and experiments uh, continued until the end of the war. Ishii had wanted to use biological weapons in the Pacific War, since 1944, but his attempts were repeatedly snubbed. Well, thank God for that. With the coming of the Red Army in August 1945, the unit had to abandon their work in haste. Ministries in Tokyo ordered the destruction of all incriminating materials, including those in Pingfang. Potential witnesses, such as 300 remaining prisoners, were either gassed or fed poison, while the 600 Chinese and Manchurian laborers were shot. Ishi ordered the ordered every member of the group to disappear and to take the secret to the grave. Potassium cyanide vials were issued uh, for those in the event of the remaining personnel were captured. That's like straight out of a movie. Those little pills you swallow and you just die instantly. Skeleton crews of Ishii's Japanese troops blew up the compound in the final days of the war uh, to destroy the evidence of their activities, but many were sturdy enough to remain somewhat intact. Among the individuals uh, in Japan after its 1945 surrender were Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Murray Sanders, who arrived in Yokohama via the American ship Sturgis in September of 1945. Sanders was a highly regarded microbiologist and a member of America's Military Center for Biological Weapons. Sanders' duty was to investigate the Japanese biological warfare activity. At the time of his arrival in Japan, he had no knowledge of what Unit 731 was. Until Sanders finally threatened the Japanese with bringing the Soviets into the picture, little information about biological warfare was being shared with the Americans. The Japanese wanted to avoid prosecution under the Soviet legal system. So the next morning, after he made the threat, Sanders received a manuscript describing uh, Japan's involvement in biological warfare. Sanders took this information to General Douglas MacArthur, who was the Supreme Commander of the Allied Powers, uh, responsible for rebuilding Japan during the allied occupations. MacArthur struck a deal with Japanese informants. He sec- secretly granted immunity to the physicians physicians of Unit 731, including their leader, in exchange for providing America, uh, but not other wartime allies, that's not a word, wartime allies, sorry, <laughs> with their research on biological warfare and data from human experimentation. American occupation authorities monitored the activities of other former unit members including reading and censoring their mail Americans believed that the research data was valuable and did not want other nations particularly the Soviet Union to acquire the data on biological weapons Ugh. The Tokyo War Crimes Tribunal heard only the reference uh, or heard only one reference to the Japanese experiments with poisonous serums on Chinese civilians. This took place in August of 1946 and was investigated by David Sutton, who was assistant to the Chinese prosecutor. The Japanese defense counsel argued that the claim was vague and uncorroborated, and it was dismissed by the tribunal president, Sir William Webb, for lack of evidence. Oh my god, that's awful. The subject was not pursued further by Sutton, Uh, who was probably unaware of Unit 731's activities. His reference to it at the trial is believed to have been accidental. Although publicly silent on the issue at the Tokyo trials, the Soviet Union pursued the case and prosecuted 12 top military leaders and scientists from Unit 731 and its affiliated biological war prisons, Unit 1644 in Ninjang and Unit 100 in Kangchun at the Kavravask war crime trials. Including among those prosecuted for war crimes, including germ warfare, was General Otozo Yamada, who was the commander-in-chief of the Million Man Kwentung Army, occupying Manchuria. The trial of those captured Japanese perpetrators was held in Khabarovsk in 1949. A lengthy partial transcript of the trial proceedings was published in different languages the following year by a Moscow foreign language press, including an American language edition. The lead person... Persecuting attorney at the Khabarovsk trial was Lev Smirnov, who had been one of the top Soviet prosecutors at the Nuremberg trials. The Japanese doctors and the army commanders who had perpetrated the Unit 731 experiments received sentences from the Khabarovsk court ranging from 2 to 25 years in a Siberian labor camp. That sounds awful. Wow, Siberian, that is the last place I would want to be. The United States refused to acknowledge the trials, branding them communist propaganda. The, two, or the sentences doled out to the Japanese perpetrators were unusually lenient by Soviet standards, and all but one of the defendants returned to Japan by the 1950s, wow, that's awful, with the remaining prisoner committing suicide inside of his cell. In addition to the accusations of propaganda, the U.S. also asserted that the trial's were only to serve as a distraction from the Soviet treatment of several hundred thousand Japanese prisoners of war. Meanwhile, the USSR asserted that the U.S. had given the Japanese diplomatic leniency in exchange for information regarding their human experimentations. The accusations of both the U.S. and USSR were true, and it is believed that the Japanese had also given the information to the Soviets regarding their biological experimentations for judicial leniency. This was evidenced by the Soviet Union building a biological weapons facility in uh, Verdal- Verdalovsk using documentation captured from 7- 731 in Manchuria. As stated, under the American occupation, the members of Unit 731 and other experimental units were allowed to go free. One graduate of Unit 1644, Masemi Kitoa Takoa. Uh, continued to do experiments on unwilling Japanese subjects from 1947 to 1956 while working for Japan's National Institute of Health Sciences. He infected prisoners with uh, rickettsia, never heard of that, and mental health patients with typhus. Shiro Ishii, as the chief of the unit, was granted war crime immunity from the United States Occupation Authorities, because of his provision of human experimentation research materials to the U.S. from 1948 to 1958. Less than 5% of the documents were transferred onto the microfilm and stored in the National Archives of the United States before being shipped back to Japan. So all that for really nothing. That's awful. Japanese discussions of Unit 731's activity began in the 1950s, after the end of American occupancy of Japan. In 1952, human experiments carried out in Nagoya City Pediatric Hospital, which resulted in one death, were publicly tied to the former members of Unit 731. Later in that decade, journalists suspected that the murders attributed by the governments to Sadamichi Hirasawa were actually carried out by members of Unit 731. In 1958, Japanese author uh, Shuzaku Endo published the book *The Sea and the Poison* about human experimentation, which is thought to be have been based on a real incident. The author Seichai Miyamura published *The Devil's Gluttony* in 1981, uh, followed by *The Devil's Gluttony*, a sequel, in 1983. These books perpetrated to reveal the true. Au- operations of Unit 731, but falsely attributed unrelated photos to the unit, which raised questions about their accuracy. Also in 1981, appeared the first direct testimony of human vivisection in China by Ken Yuasa. Since then, more in-depth testimonies have appeared in in Japan. The 2001... A uh, documentary, Japanese Devils, was composed largely of interviews with 14 members of Unit 731 who had been taken as prisoners by China and then later released. There was consensus among U.S. researchers in the post-war period that the human experimentation data gained was of little value to the development of American biological weapons and medicine. Post-war reports have generally regarded the data as crude and ineffective, with one exper- or expert even deeming it amateurish. Harris speculates that the reason for the U.S. scientists generally wanted to acquire it was due to the concept of the forbidden fruit, believing that lawful and ethical prohibitions could affect the outcomes of their research. Japanese history textbooks usually contain references to Unit 731, but do not go into detail about allegations. Saburo Inaga's New History of Japan included a detailed description based on officers' testimonies. The Ministry for Education attempted to remove the passage from this textbook before it was taught in public schools on the basis that the testimony was insufficient. The Supreme Court of Japan ruled in 1997 that the testimony was indeed sufficient and that requiring it to be removed was an illegal violation of the Freedom of Speech Act. In 1997, the international lawyer Konan Tsuchiya filed a class action suit "...against the Japanese government demanding reparations for the actions of Unit 731, using using evidence filed by Professor uh, Makuto Ueda of Rikkyo University. All Japanese court levels found that the suit was baseless. No findings of fact were made in, about the existence of human experimentation, but the decision of the court was that reparations are determined by international treaties and not rational, or national court cases." In August of 2002, the Tokyo District Court ruled for the first time that Japan had engaged in biological warfare. Presiding Judge Koji Awada ruled that Unit 731, on the orders of Imperial Japanese Army headquarters, used bacterial weapons um, on Chinese civilians between 1940 and 1942, spreading diseases including plague, typhoid, or plague and typhoid, in the cities of Owuza and Ningbo, and Changdi. However, he rejected the victims' claims for compensation on the grounds that they had already been settled by international peace treaties. In October of 2003, a member of the House of Representatives of Japan filed an inquiry. Prime Minister Junichiro Kazumi responded that the Japanese government did not possess any records related to Unit 731 but government recognized the gravity of the matter would publicize any records that were located in the future. In April of 2018, the National Archives of Japan released the names of 3,600 members of Unit 731 in response to a request by Professor Katsuo Nishima of the Shiga University of Medical Science. After World War II, the Office of Special Investigations created a watch list of suspected Axis collaborators. and persecutors that are banned from entering the United States. While they have added over 60,000 names to the watch list, they have only been able to identify under 100 Japanese participants. In a 1998 correspondence letter between the DOJ and Rabbi Abraham Cooper, Eli Rosenbaum, director of the OSI, stated that this was due to two factors. One, while most documents captured by the United States and Europe were microfilmed before they were returned to their retrospective governments. The Department of Defense decided not to microfilm the the vast collection of documents before returning them back to the Japanese government. And two, the Japanese government had also failed to grant the OSI meaningful access to these related records after the war, while European countries, on the other hand, had been largely cooperative. The cumulative effect of which is that information pertaining to identifying these individuals in effect and possible to recover, so that is everything I have on unit seven thirty one um This was a tough episode. I know I apologize, but I think it's one of the things that's it's good to know happened even though it's awful and atrocious and vile and all the words, but it is it's it's good to know the history of what has happened, and uh, just to know what people have done and war crimes and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's very it's sickening, but it's it's reality. So, so go watch some like something funny. Just go watch a comedy for me because it's holy cow, <clears throat> this is heavy. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna go watch something funny. Got to laugh a little bit because fuck, that was a damper on the day. I'll just say that. Uh, yeah, All that research was rough There's a lot more information available If you are interested in this I mean, there's just There's a lot of information That I just couldn't fit into one episode So um, I wouldn't recommend looking this up But if you're interested, go for it So that is all uh, We will uh, Talk to you next Monday Bye